Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In an average week, how many times would you say you walk across a room, uh, drive your car, try and potentially fail to learn dance choreography off of YouTube. Chances are, you're doing at least one of those on a regular basis, and you have one small but mighty brain structure to thank for it, the cerebellum. Named for the Latin term for little brain and hanging off the back of the main brain, this adorable-sounding anatomical feature packs a major punch for its diminutive size. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke via email with Janice Wiseman, MD, a clinical associate professor in the Department of Neurology at the NYU School of Medicine. She said, 
The brain weighs about 3 pounds, 1.3 kilos, and the cerebellum makes up about 10% of that. It's made up of three lobes, the vermis in the center, vermis means worms in Latin, and it's a long, thin structure that looks like a worm, and a cerebellar hemisphere on each side of that. Haustafworks also spoke via email with Daniel Friedman, D.O., a pediatric neurophysiology fellow at Nationwide Children's Hospital. He said, It weighs about 5 ounces, 140 grams. It's the coordination center of the brain and receives a large amount of sensory input from the spinal cord and brain regarding the body's movements and position. It uses this information to maintain smooth, coordinated movements. We'll get to how the cerebellum translates all that input into action in a second. But first, let's go deeper on this brain structure's structure. HowStuffWorks also spoke via email with Parneet Grewal, a fellow at Rush University Medical Center. She said, It has a beautiful branched appearance, which is very unique. It has a complex circuitry. Friedman said, When cut in half, the branching pattern of the cerebellar white matter required to connect all the folia, uh, Latin for leaves, can be seen. This resembles a head of cauliflower or broccoli and is referred to as the arbor vitae, uh, Latin for tree of life. Appearances aside, the cerebellum plays a major role in a variety of everyday functions. Weissman explained, The vermis is most associated with coordinating movement of the trunk and legs, and the cerebellar hemispheres work to coordinate the movement of the arms, hands, and fingers. The cerebellum coordinates voluntary movements, like posture, balance, coordination, and speech, resulting in smooth muscle movements. The cerebellum gets sensory input from the joints in the limbs and the trunk, and also from the motor areas of the brain, the parts that plan and direct movement. The cerebellum matches those two inputs to make sure that the limb or trunk is doing what the motor cortex in the brain wants it to. This is how you can walk a straight line or close your eyes and touch your nose without missing. It coordinates the movement of your eyes so that you can smoothly track an object. It also coordinates the muscles of swallowing and speech so you don't choke on your food, and so you can say Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. But, according to research published in October of 2018 in the journal Neuron, all these important functions are just part of the picture. The cerebellum is apparently capable of a whole lot more. Wiseman said, Recently, scientists have found that this most well-known function may be only one of many functions of the cerebellum, and only involve 20% of it. Other functions include modulation of emotion, memory, language, and abstract thinking. Alike with movement, the cerebellum monitors these functions to make sure that they're being done the right way. It's been referred to as the editor of the brain. With all of this responsibility, you can't help but wonder what might happen if the cerebellum were to experience any kind of damage. Friedman said, The primary symptom of a damaged cerebellum is ataxia, or uncoordinated movement. Permanent damage to the cerebellum can come from stroke, tumors, infection, or alcohol use. Ataxia can also be temporary, as seen in alcohol intoxication. When police officers conduct a roadside sobriety test, they're checking cerebellar function by having you touch finger to nose or walk a straight line. Weissman said, Symptoms and signs of cerebellar disease include difficulty coordinating movements, such as walking, moving the arms, and coordinating the muscles of swallowing and speech into a smooth pattern. People can have trouble with balance, moving the arms and hands in the way they want. A swallowing and coordinating the voice when they speak, 
and the speech can sound slurred. Cerebellar damage can cause a tremor of the limbs, trunk, or voice. Because the cerebellum also regulates smooth movements of the eyes, people with cerebellar damage may also experience double vision or abnormal eye movements. And because the cerebellum is apparently a player in cognitive and emotional function, researchers believe damage could contribute to mental illnesses like schizophrenia. While all of this sophisticated circuitry certainly may seem exclusively reserved for human brains, the cerebellum predates us by a long shot, and other vertebrates have cerebellums that vary in size and shape but work similarly. Uh, Elephants have the biggest that we know of. Weissman said, The cerebellum is an evolutionarily old structure, hundreds of millions of years old, found in fish and reptiles as well as mammals. After all, fish have to swim straight. Since the cerebellar vermis and hemispheres coordinate different parts of the body, as you look up the evolutionary scale, as animals begin to use their hands in a way different from their legs, their cerebellar hemispheres get larger. But which came first, the structure or the action? Today's episode is based on the article, The Cerebellum is the Body's Little Brain, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Michelle Konstantinovsky. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.